Hello and welcome. You have made it to the Coconut Grove podcast. This is Katie, and I'm here this week for a solo episode. I'm going to teach you everything that I know about thrifting. Stay tuned. afternoon good morning good evening wherever you are in this world hello it's me katie uh as you heard just a moment ago it's a solo episode this week and i'm gonna literally teach you as much as i can think of in 30 minutes everything that i know about thrifting but before we get into that incredible topic uh let's go over a couple of i don't know introductions housekeeping items what should we call this Um, well, usually Ashley and I, my co-host, we will go through a list of questions together. Um, and there's four questions that we usually ask each other at the top of the episode, but we were talking and wondering if maybe we should just do the two most interesting questions for a solo episode, because there's not too much to discuss when you're recalling things alone. So... (laughs) I'm going to try that out. I'm going to give a half version of our usual opening because this is a half version of our usual show, uh, aka a single host. So uh, I'm going to dive right in. Um, Yeah, because you guys have made it to the podcast. Hopefully you've settled. If you haven't, um, you'll catch up. It's okay. We'll get there. Um, I'm going to start off with telling you my sunshine medicine for the week. So if you are new to the podcast, our sunshine medicine is the thing that kind of brought us joy this week or the thing that just like lit us up. So mine is a lava lamp, like a a legit lava lamp. It's sitting next to me. It's this beautiful pink and purple, like real lava lamp. It's so cute. Um, Yeah. Why wouldn't that be my sunshine medicine? It like just staring at it is so visually pleasing. I think everyone should have a lava lamp. I got it at Target. Just go to Target, get yourself a lava lamp, and that can be your sunshine medicine for this week as well. Um, so the other one that I'm going to do is our what's hot segment because feedback has been given and what's hot is the hottest part of the opener. So why don't we just cut to the chase, right? what's hot in this moment um this is usually just my personal opinion and it can be anything so uh my what's hot this week is vintage hair now you're wondering why vintage hair why did i choose this um well a few reasons one because duh two because ashley and i have a photo shoot this weekend and the timeline that i'm recording not the timeline that this episode comes out Uh, you might've seen behind the scenes on our Instagram, hopefully by far. So anyways, for our shoot, we're thinking of doing vintage hair. And I'm also semi thinking of doing a perm, like a legit eighties perm. I don't know. It just sounds fun and different. And like, yeah, yeah. Vintage hair is hot and maybe I will go through a dramatic transformation soon into some vintage hairstyle. I'm just like really bored of my hair right now. It's It feels like a blank canvas. Like there's so much I could do with my hair. And I'm like, all right, let's try and think of something fun. And like, I've dyed it blonde. I've cut it into a pixie. I've done a bunch of crazy things with my hair, but I've never gotten a perm. So maybe I'll check that one off my list soon. Um, 
Tell us what your sunshine medicine and what's hot items are this week on our Instagram. Hit us up on our DMs. Just like send a blind DM. Why not? Um, Okay. So before we dive into the episode, we usually cover the goals for what you're about to learn or get into. So my goals for this week for this episode are to teach you how to get the most out of your thrifting experience teach you where to thrift, and teach you how to give back in your process of thrifting. So I'd love to take you in to this journey. Won't you follow me into this metaphorical, uh, I don't know, just come on, let's go. Music time. So who am I and what do I know about thrifting and why should you be listening to me? Well, my answer to that question usually is like, you don't have to. And this is just my opinion. Um, I love doing solo episodes because instantly memes pop into my head or vines or TikToks, like depending on what part of the internet you're from. Um they'll pop into my head when I see these little references. So when I said that's my opinion, uh, I really wish I could clip in a little uh, TikTok audio there. Anyways, sidetrack. Um, yeah, who am I? What do I know about thrifting? So let me tell you, I have been thrifting, honestly, since I knew how to say goodwill, I guess. Like, We'll get into Goodwill as a company later, but that was my first thrift store, and that's most people's first thrift store. Um, So, yeah, because like many people growing up in America, um, my parents didn't have a ton of money to, like, give us, like, the best of the best clothes all the time. Like, they usually would save up for Christmas, but if we wanted something throughout the year, best that we can count on is like Goodwill or a consignment store. My mom introduced me to the value of a consignment store early on. I've literally been trading my clothes since I was in middle school. Um, Since I knew that such stores existed, I was like, hell yeah, I'm on board. And we'll get into that again later. But one of the other things, a fun fact about me, is I actually had my own vintage business now recall we just had an episode just a little bit ago with our lovely guest taylor of tailored interiors and she's also a vintage reseller and if you remember on that episode i excitedly talked to her about the melrose trading post and where she found her vintage pieces so that kind of sparked this idea for this episode because i'm like why not use a little bit of spare time this week to just give you some good old tips and tricks. Speaking of a tips and tricks, Ashley is starting to work on that Costco tips and tricks episode. So if you have other tips and tricks that you know that we might be good at and you want to hear those episodes, let us know. All right. Anyways, so I had a vintage business called Sunflare Vintage and I also sold at the Melrose Trading Post. I loved selling there. It was so much fun. And the people had such enthusiasm for the 
pieces that I found, which is so nice when you're a seller and you find something like you you feel like you're giving a little piece of you away with each item that you find because like what it took to find that item or the value of the item or just your specific love for it. Um, yeah, so don't forget that if you buy from vintage seller when they're giving you a piece or giving it to you with love in mind, not just money. Because they could keep that piece. Think about that. And they didn't. So that's a little bit of like why I kind of feel like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to thrifting. Because I've been doing it a very long time. And I did it slightly once for like profession, I guess, um, beyond just a hobby. So I kind of know where and how to find these things. Um, So let's start at the beginning how to thrift. So step one, you're going to figure out where to go, right? That's the easy part. I recommend finding a local thrift store. That's the, not the big guys, not the Goodwills, not the Value Village or whatever that one is, and not the, uh, the Salvation Army. I'm talking more local. So if you're from California or LA, you might be familiar with these two, which are some of my favorites, and they are nonprofits. Um, my two favorites locally are Out of the Closet and Council. Now, I feel like I'm giving top secret information away, but I truly love these thrift stores, and there's a lot of them in the LA area. Um, and I believe some of that might spread out past LA. I'm not 100% sure. But if you come to LA, you have to check those out because they're really, really, really good. I also went to one once called the Valley Value Center, and I saw a TikTok about it recently, and I was like, this is the best one in the Valley. Um, but I feel like now, because everybody knows about it, I think there's only one. And now because everybody knows about it, it's like empty all the time. So I haven't been in a while, and I might be hyping it up even more. But out of the closet, counsel, those are reliable. But if you're not from LA or California and you need to find a local thrift shop, literally just Google, like go on Google Maps and type in thrift store and then just like see what, where you're willing to drive like a good, I don't know, 30 miles. Like you figure it out for your abilities and Start looking at the reviews, uh, see what people say about the store, uh, about affordability, the things that they find there. Now, obviously, like when you're looking through photos, you're not going to be finding the exact thing that they took a photo of, duh. But it's a good representation of the kind of stuff that gets donated there. So if you're scrolling through photos and you're always seeing like really high quality vases, for example, you can count that maybe the people that live in their area or the people that donate there frequently are big vase people, or there is a business close by or whatever it is. So it could give you a good hint of the quality of the thrift store. But ultimately, what's going to tell you if it's a good thrift store is going there a bunch of times and finding things that you love multiple times. I would say that is key. Um, so what about when you travel? Has anybody gone thrifting when they travel? Um, this is something that I did when I was doing a road trip to Texas. I stopped 
at, I want to say maybe we were in Arizona. Um, and I just hit up the local thrift store just to see what they had. Um, and when you're looking for a local thrift store, same situation, just like Google Maps it, look at the reviews, or go on TikTok. Actually, it's a great place to start searching things because there's like 800 videos you're going to find of people saying, this is the best, best thrift store in the so-and-so area. Um, so watch their videos, see what they recommend as locals. Um, but you might be wondering, like, why would you go thrifting when you're traveling and what would you find? So I would recommend going for things like souvenirs or art or like one-of-a-kind pieces that you feel represent the area that you traveled to. Um, so I believe it was Arizona when we were traveling um, that we had time to stop at the thrift store. And what we brought back home were, were a couple of framed art pieces and uh, they were really pretty and they really fit the decor of our home. So it was really nice to get something that just felt like the local art style uh, and something really small that we could take home. Um, you can always find really nice t-shirts and souvenirs of the city, especially if it's a pretty big city that you're traveling to. Um, for example, like if you were to come to travel to Los Angeles and you wanted to find a souvenir, hit up literally any thrift store and you'll find anything that says Los Angeles on it or whatever. You'll find stuff that people, uh, influencers will donate from special events. Like if you're looking for crazy, cool, interesting things, each city is going to have its own thing. And for LA, it's like, you know, the LA thing. But if you're traveling to another city and you want a staple piece or an art piece or just something to remember your travels by, I would recommend you go thrifting. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about thrifting online or whatever, however you would define that. Shopping savvy online. Buying reused things. Vintage, possibly. So you might be wondering, wait, how can I find high quality things online that I know are legit? Um, well, welcome to the internet. There are pretty awesome websites out there, uh, such as eBay. I don't know if you remember eBay. If you listened to our last episode, you would have heard me go on this lovely rant about a chip bowl that I found on eBay for $70, but it was the most magnificent thing I've ever purchased from 1995. Now, the best part about shopping online for these like vintage pieces or you know, reused pieces, it doesn't even have to be vintage, um, is that you can find exactly what you want. If you're to go to a local thrift store looking for a specific piece, it might take you a very long time to never. But if you were to just search it online, boom, you got it right there. If you're absolutely dying for that piece, then just search it online and buy it. Um, things like, uh, the mushroom lamp, which was really trendy that Urban Outfitters brought back. Um, you can Google like 60s amber glassware and find a perfect set in perfect condition from somebody who's really kind from Kentucky. Um, so you might be wondering, okay, okay, tell me those reliable websites besides just eBay because that's not fair. All right. Well, what about Etsy, the artsy eBay? That's a great place to find really cool um, 
vintage pieces, or again, it doesn't have to be vintage, just somebody has already used it and you're willing to buy it. Um, so I would recommend Etsy. Facebook Marketplace could have some surprising, surprisingly cool finds. Um, you can search, just Google online auctions near me. Um, they'll show you auction websites and auction events that are entirely online. Uh, especially during COVID times, those are great. But also if you can't travel or don't want to travel, it's an awesome way to be able to participate. Um, and then good old Craigslist. Um, so yeah, those are my recommendations for the where to go. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly should I be looking for in this process? Answer is, it's kind of up to you, but here are the things that I would recommend that you look for when you're buying somebody's used items. I don't know why I keep defining it like that, but that's truly what it is. Um, Okay, so if you are trying to shop for your home, for example, and Ikea is too boring, too basic, and I don't know, you searched Facebook Marketplace and everything is outrageously overpriced and you can't afford it, what do you, how do you decorate your house? Okay, you're going to start room by room and then observe just what you already have and start thinking about the pieces that you need to add in. So if your wall is bare and blank, you're going to start looking for either frames or art pieces or just completed images, framed images. Um, so you're going to add that to your list, either mental or write it down, whatever is good for you. Um, and you're going to do that for each room. So observe the things that is kind of missing. And then you're going to think about the necessities. What is important to you for a home? If you have a ton of glassware, a ton of different glassware, boom, write that down. Um, write the types of glassware down that you need. Do you need water cups? Do you need wine glasses? Do you need um, beer glasses? Like whatever you need specifically, jot it down. Um, it could be furniture pieces. I find that uh, thrifting furniture pieces is like the greatest way to extend the lifetime of a furniture piece, one, uh, environmentally friendly, but two, uh, it, it saves you a really pretty penny. So I would definitely recommend thinking about picking up furniture pieces, especially those really cool pieces that stick out that are different on purpose. Um, cause it's rare to find like a complete set, but it's not impossible, but sometimes complete sets are boring. So if you are a fan of that, like pop of color or pop of like weirdness in the corner, definitely start thinking about furniture pieces. And then also a great way to think about decorating your home is think about the different styles and color options that you're going to have. So when you're thrifting, you're going to be thinking about, um, what you don't want to keep, what you do want to keep, and how these colors, shapes, patterns, prints, whatever you're picking up, match into that style. All right, apparel. When you're looking for apparel, I just honestly say stick to the necessities, plain top, jeans, dresses. And then once you found your necessities, you're going to try and find those same things that I said for, honestly, your home design. You're going to find things that experiment with color texture, print, and era. So if you are a fan of two different eras or one specific era, start thinking about that when you're thrifting and jot it down. (music) 
Did you know one woman or a person who bleeds will go through 150 kilograms or 330 pounds of tampons, pads, and applicators in their lifetime? No, I did not. And did you know 90% of them are plastic? Ew, that's really gross. I feel like there should be a better period product on the market by now. Well, there is. Meet Dame. Dame is on a mission to make periods positive and sustainable, accessible and acceptable. Their award-winning effective period care is free from toxins and single-use plastic. In 2018, they launched with their reusable tampon applicator in an effort to reduce plastic waste. In 2020, they dropped reusable pads, which quickly sold out during their first release. And there's now a waitlist for new products dropping soon. That's awesome. And right now, Dame is offering our listeners a generous 25% off your first order. Whether you're in the market for a sustainable period product or you're in need of a clean and consistent tampon brand, Dame has what you need. Now shipping to the U.S. in over 200 countries. Dame is confident you'll love your new products. They even have a 60-day refund policy. Try Dame today at wearedame.co and use code COCONUT25. That's wearedame.co and use code C-O-C-O-A-N-U-T-2-5 at checkout. Now back to the episode. So you might be wondering, how does thrifting actually save you money in the long run? Well, good question. I'm going to ask you to take a step back for a moment and think about all the times that you've gone thrifting and all of the times that you've bought things that you thought you were going to use and only wore once or never ripped the tag off of or just went right back to Goodwill. Yeah, I I know you know what I'm talking about because we've all done it. Um, I'm going to teach you how to avoid that situation, and then I'm going to teach you a little money-saving hack. So how to know what to keep and what to put back. You're going to look at the quality. That's the touch, the feel. Um, You're going to inspect it for any chips, cracks, tears, anything like that, any cosmetic defects. You're going to look at the price, look at the price tag that you see, and then honestly, search it online. If this thrift shop is overcharging, well, might be a clue to you not to come to that thrift shop either because, again, we're not necessarily looking for the best deal on the market, but we are looking for something that's fair. And if resellers are charging the same price that a thrift store is, something's not right. So... Look at the price, see if the value is worth it. If it's a good deal, then get it. Um, And also you can see if it's worth ordering online. If you stumble across a really, really, really solid bargain, um, you might just consider buying that specific piece online and then leaving the other piece for somebody else to find. Something to consider. You're also going to look at the usage or think about the usage. So you're going to be thinking about how often you'd be looking at the object or how often you'd be using it or wearing it, whatever it is. Think about how much lifetime value you're going to add to it. And then also you need to think about if it requires anything additional to purchase for you to get the most out of that experience. And is that reasonable? So for example, if you buy a top and it's really gorgeous and it's $15 and you aren't sure if you really want it because it is too sheer and it's going to require you to buy an additional undershirt, 
maybe that's not the best pick for today. You can put that back and hope that you can find something that is in your budget and that doesn't require you to purchase additional things because that doesn't save you money in the long run. Not in this economy. Um, And then you're also going to think about the quantity as in, do you have multiple versions of this at home already? And do you need it? Sometimes the answer is yes and yes. You have a million and you need another. That's fine. Just make sure you're answering your answering that question. And also make sure you know the answer to that question. Because if you're looking at a striped top and you're thinking, do I have another one of these at home? I don't, do I? And you actually do? Okay. You, you need to start thinking about your spending habits because, again, we don't want to be buying something that somebody else needs or somebody else wants, but also we don't want to overcrowd your closet and also we're trying to save you money. Some things to think about. All right, how do we actually save you money in the way that is not like the backwards kind of saving? So I recommend secondhand. This is what I talked about earlier. It's the way that I keep my closet recycled while ensuring that my pieces are actually going to somebody's home. So secondhand, such as um, Crossroads Trading Company or Second Street, those are two really popular ones here in LA, but also I do know that they're outside of LA. Um, Those are secondhand stores. Basically, somebody brings their used clothes and trades them for either money or store credit. And that store just sells the clothes that the other person brought in, basically. But they usually have an edge to them like, oh, we're only trendy or, oh, we're only vintage, whatever it is. But that's really awesome if you are keeping up with those styles and you do know that you, A, shop at those stores and, B, have clothes that would work well in those stores. That's a great thing to consider for for secondhand. So go through your closet, see the things that you don't wear. My rule of thumb is like, well, I have a couple rules of thumb. It depends on the season, but if it's something that you can wear year round and you haven't worn it in the past, like, let's be generous, six months, then it's time to take it out of your closet and give it a new home. Um, But otherwise, a year. If you haven't worn it and since that last season, or I guess if you didn't wear it last season and you're coming around to it again, and you're looking at it, should you wear it, you don't really want to wear it, time to give it away. It's in season for somebody else. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, And obviously these stores are going to have qualifications for if they're going to take your clothes or not, but sometimes you get really lucky. I just scored the other day at Crossroads and made almost $200 in store credit, which I just went back and put it into my closet with clothes that fit me, clothes that I liked, and clothes that are pretty much on trend. Um, But I know that I can recycle these back into Crossroads, which I've done a dozen times. Things that I've bought at Goodwill, donated to Crossroads. Um, Things that I've bought at Marshalls, Crossroads has purchased back. So I feel really good about that because I'm just going right back into the store and picking up somebody else's donated clothing. Um, You also can consider reselling online, but I would be cautious. Word of caution here. Uh, We're not trying to uh, make a profit where somebody else is concerned in the way that we shouldn't be taking 
necessities from communities. So think about that when you are possibly thrifting for profit. Um, But if you were to be reselling online, I would recommend Facebook Marketplace. Instagram is honestly a really weirdly good place to sell vintage or resell your stuff. Tons of Instagram pages that are dedicated just to that. Um, But people often will just go live, like even just regular people selling their stuff. So you can do that. Um, there's Poshmark, like there's so many different ones. It really depends on what your goal is for selling it. If you're just trying to get it out of the closet for, you know, three or $5, just do a, uh, what's it called? A, a yard sale. You know what I mean? Otherwise look through your stuff that has really good value and try and make a little bit of money on that. So you can take that money and put it back into your closet. We're trying to go through that circular system here. All right. Before I do my own Q&A, I wanted to give a little bit of information on why I recommend local thrift stores over something like Goodwill. Now, I will say that I am not perfect and I have shopped at Goodwill and I do shop at Goodwill, but after doing more research into it, it does make me more hesitant and more willing to continue shopping at the local stores. So some things to consider about Goodwill and, you know, the Salvation Armies of this world. Most of them are not nonprofits. Um, They actually are for-profit companies. Uh, In Goodwill, in 2018, less than an eighth of the company's profit went towards charity work. And Goodwill is, I mean, it's in the name. It's something that this brand really advertises about themselves is that they do good for the community. So kind of backwards there. Um, If Goodwill can't sell your clothes, they either go to the garbage or they are shipped to third world countries overseas, which is not environmentally or economically friendly. So that's kind of icky. Goodwill has actively fought against raising the minimum wage, which again is ironic Um, Apparently, Goodwill had such unsafe workplace safety practices that people have literally died from injuries, Um, and those were people with disabilities, according to this article. Employees apparently are subject to strict performance quotas with the threat of wages being docked for poor performance. Um, Something that this article really highlights is that hiring disabled and formerly incarcerated people should already be a corporate responsibility, not something to market about your brand. Uh, I I really agree with that. Goodwill's, Goodwill's legal status as a charity wins grants and tax subsidies, which guarantees profits for executives, even though these are not the people that the programs were intended to benefit. Um, And then this little factoid here, it says the World Herald reported that Goodwill Omaha paid CEO Frank McGree nearly one million in 2014. In addition to his quarter million base salary, he was given a 95,000 incentive bonus, 52,000 deferred retirement and a retention bonus of 519,000. Oh, and a membership to a country club. Additionally, 13 other executives and managers received yearly salaries over $100,000 that same year. So if we're trying to support small, if we're trying to support local, if we're trying to support 
community, maybe Goodwill is not the best option, even if you can find some cool stuff. So think about that when you're purchasing from them, but also and especially donating to them. Um, You might find it better to donate to a local thrift store who maybe has a more dedicated clientele or, again, also those ones might be actual charities. So let's get into that. Um, why you should shop local, local thrift stores. Um, so most often they are nonprofits, but this is something you can easily search if you are unsure. Um, so just Google what your local thrift store does, what their nonprofit status is and who they donate to. Um, because many of them, like I said, they'll donate to charity. So figure out what charities that they support. Um, It also is a chance for you to support an actual small business versus these very large businesses, um, multi-billion dollar businesses, um, the Goodwills. (laughs) Um, And also it's going to help reduce waste because if you have uh, places like Goodwill that are just dumping or overshipping or transporting their items overseas – instead of actually selling through their items, then that's pretty wasteful. So if we donate to local thrift stores and they go through their inventory more frequently, more regularly, it's less wasteful. Um, And it also increases the options for people with lower income. Um, It seems to be that the larger thrift stores, the for-profit thrift stores are increasing the prices of the items there, the value of the items. Uh, That's why sometimes it can be cheaper to just go buy something brand new than go to a Goodwill, which is crazy. But when you support a local thrift store and it helps keep those prices down, it helps support the people who actually need to buy those items at that cheap cost. Um, beyond Beyond just you and I saving a little bit of money here and there. And a lot of times these local thrift stores will have community programs. So by supporting their business, you are supporting community programs, which is always lovely. Okay, let's do a short and sweet Q&A. So the question is, how can I start getting into estate sales? My answer, Google, and then make a list and then get there early. So literally just start Googling estate sales near my area, estate sales, these dates, whatever your parameters are, whatever your qualifications are, literally punch it into Google and see what it spits back out. Um, Again, you can also do the same thing on TikTok if you're looking for um, somebody who does estate sale TikToks, maybe they'll announce it early on. But make a list of the things that you need, the things that you want to get, the things that you have your eye out on. A lot of times these estate sales will have photos of what to expect before you get there. So it gives you a good idea on if thrift store, I'm sorry, if the estate sale is worth showing up for. And if it is, get there early so you can actually get the thing. Um, Question, what should I look for in estate sales? I would recommend things like art, knickknacks, and furniture. Those are going to be like the wow pieces in your home that you pick up. Um, Same thing for clothing. If you find that they're a very fashionable person, raid their closet, get all the stuff that you need that is like those really cool, unique pieces that their personality just really spoke to. Um, Because that personality speaks back to you. 
Okay, question. Where is the best place in a thrift store to find something unique? So I recommend checking by the mirrors, changing rooms, and in all like the odd corners and sections of the thrift store. Because uh, mirrors and changing rooms, that's where people make their last minute ditch decisions where they're like, actually, I don't like this. Actually, it's too big. It's too small. Actually, whatever. But it's perfect for you. So check around the rack if you're looking for clothes. And then for checking the odds and ends of the thrift store, you're just looking for something. Again, last minute decision. Somebody set it down and decided, actually, I don't want this. And sometimes those are the coolest pieces because they held on to it for a while and they decided like, all right, I'm just going to ditch it because I don't want it or whatever it is. Those are sometimes the best places. Question, what is the most unique thing that you found at a thrift store? I think, now my answer might not be accurate, but off the top of my head, I think the coolest thing that I found was a really big set. I think maybe I had six or eight pieces of these frosted cocktail glasses, but they were only frosted at the stem and the stem was a Greek statue. Like each of them were like literal Greek statues with a frosted stem and they were like uh, champagne glasses and coupe glasses. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I sold them because I really should have kept them. They were really pretty, but one day they'll come back into my hands. <laughs> um, question, what do you buy most often at a thrift store? For me, it's things like cups, shoes, uh, clothes. I, re- I really don't like to buy clothes full price. I think it's such a ripoff. And decor, because I feel like that's where I really can find things that speak to my personality. When I thrift, I let things call out to me. Whatever, whatever calls out to me, I just gravitate towards. I just let my personality speak to it. Uh, question, how often do you go thrifting? Uh, it really depends on if I need anything or if I'm just having fun. If I need something, then I might go like every other day if I'm looking for something important or specific. But if not, then it could be like months apart between me going to the thrift store. It really depends. Uh, question, what is something that you wish you knew sooner about thrifting? My answer is don't buy everything just because it's cheap. Like, it's so tempting to put everything in your cart that you like because it says $3 and then get in the checkout and, like, instantly regret your decision whether you didn't want the item or you spent, like, $200. Like, it can happen either way. So I would just recommend taking it slow. You can put everything in your cart and then just look at it before you take it to the checkout because I guarantee Not every single thing that you picked up and liked at the start is worth taking home with you. Um, Okay, well, that's it for the Q&A. I did want to plug one last factoid here because I think I talked about it a lot in the episode, but I don't really think I covered it when I was like, oh, you don't have to just purchase vintage. You can just get reused items. I did want to speak to that really quickly. So everyone knows the Dyson Airwrap, right? Well, it's $500. Who has that kind of money besides influencers? Not I, said the cat. Um, I'm the cat. I googled. <laughs> I bought somebody's used Dyson Airwrap. Don't ew at me because it was brand new and I even had the fresh warranty. Registered it as soon as I got it like it was a brand new item. It works perfectly and I got it for like 
a fraction of the price. And I got it within a couple of days and my purchase was secure because if the seller did not send me exactly what I purchased and I did not like the quality up to what they described it to be, then, well, I I could send it back for my money back. So it felt like a secure purchase and I was really happy with it. So just goes to show you if you're looking for something that you want, but you are not willing to pay full price, you don't have to. But yeah, just don't undercut anybody and have fun. And if somebody gets there first, let them have it. Don't fight people for things. All right. That's everything that I know about thrifting. I think. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope this was fun and factual. I will see you next week for another episode. Bye-bye.